We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's up, everybody? Casual Friday Talk to Buffalo podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. You can find me on Twitter, at Pat Moran Tweets. Thank you very much for locking in today. Real quick, by the way, before I get into Casual Friday with my buddy Joe Yurden here, I was out at O'Neill, so we're taping this on Thursday. It was Wednesday night. I stopped out, stopped out at O'Neill's right across the street from the stadium. Uh, Joe Miller and Jay Spence the King were taping Hump Day Hotline. Did it live. Pretty cool. Had the sound going out, too. I do some of these live shows, some of them with Joe, but... You don't got that the the speaker so everybody could hear it. That was pretty cool. So shout out to those guys. I, I got to hook up with them. That was uh, a lot of fun, man. But anyway, like I said, casual Friday here. Talk about full podcast presented by Casey's Black Rock. My man, Joe Yurden's with me. What's going on, buddy? How Not much, dude. Not much, dude. Enjoying the, uh, the, the last throes of totally gorgeous 70 and not humid weather. So like... <laughs> If, if summer nice. was like this all the time, I'd be firmly on your side that summer rules. But it's but like this is actually enjoyable weather. So like bring out. But now this gets me ready for the real good weather, the fall weather, the football weather, buddy. Let's do it. This weather is our compromise. It's not hot summer like I like. It's not that cool yet where you like the elite fall weather. But it's mm-hmm. it's just comfortable. Again, we're doing this on a Thursday. I am finally in my home studio we'll call it a home studio here i got to come up with a pretty cool name for it but anyway i'm in my little home studio and i got the windows popped open ever so slightly so not too much noise gets in here but it's just really comfortable out and i'll tell you what joe we got a packed show today we're going to do here's what we're going to do today folks we're going to do nfl predictions i'm going to go through divisions with joe and i'm going to get his thoughts on who he thinks is going to win each division we'll come up with three wild card teams uh, we'll pick the conference championships, the Super Bowl, those MVP, biggest flop, stuff like that. And then starting this week, because this is the start of the NFL season, Joe and I, because, I, I dude, we're competitive, and you're kicking yeah. my ass with the starting five pretty much on a weekly basis right now. Sure, More man. on that in a little bit. But we're also going to start picking games against the spread. Maybe by next week, I'll come up with some kind of title for that. But we're going to go through all the games, obviously not Thursday games, because this doesn't even drop to Friday, but we'll do all the Sunday, Monday games against the spread. And uh, we'll keep a running record for that as well. We're going to do that today. Uh, again, starting five, we're going to do HBO series characters. I'm really looking forward to this one. I think this one 
should be fun. So lots on the table today. But before that, let's start with, well, Joe, you're a member of the media, man. This has been a, it's for, for Bill's content. This has been a blow to the, mm-hmm. to the Buffalo Bills uh, content community. Two very, very good beat reporters uh, have left. They've left for, I don't want to say green, greener pastures, but they've left to go cover other teams. Ironically, both teams, divisional rivals. Uh, Marcel Louis-Jacques, we talked about that a little bit last week. Well, mm-hmm. actually, last week, we, we talked about him leaving Buffalo because we knew that, but nobody knew where he was going. Well, we, you and I knew where he was going, right. but it wasn't made public. And that was, uh, he revealed that this week that he's actually going to Miami to cover the Dolphins for uh, ESPN.com. And then just, I don't know, an hour or so before we started taping this, everybody learned that Matthew Fairburn, who's been covering the Bills for The Athletic, of course, has done a fantastic job. He's staying with The Athletic, but now he's going back to, he's going to New England to cover the Patriots. So let's just spend a couple minutes talking about that because, again, for we we like these people as people first. I'm talking mm-hmm. about you and I, and I'm sure most fans. And, you know, we want them to be happy professionally and personally. So I'm sure you share the same sentiments. We're happy for them in that regards. But as people who like to read Bill's content, it's a blow, man. It's definitely a blow. Let's start with Marcel because, again, we knew this was coming. My attitude is, dude, he's 28 years old. He's single. He's good. Now we know we could say he's going to South Beach, bigger yeah. market in Miami. Do it up, my man, ain't it? I mean, how do you <laughs> how do you say no to that? You, you, it's you don't. hard. Yeah, <laughs> you don't say no to that. Like, but I, you know, I, 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 for, I do not blame him one bit. Like, I mean, you get you get a chance to go, and not a knock on Buffalo. Buffalo right now is great. Buffalo in January, not so much. Right. Miami in January, that's where half the people in Buffalo want to be. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean, from that perspective, I totally get it, but like Miami, Miami's a whole vibe, man. And like, like diehard dolphins fans are lunatics. Like they're absolute bonkers people. Like they're nuts, but it's a little bit more chill, Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit more relaxed, you know, like there's other stuff to do when you're in Miami. Aside from, you know, getting geared up for, for the dolphins game, you know, the entire week, you know, and, and, Listen, that's the difference between this market and Miami. You know, in Buffalo, it's especially now that the Bills are good, it's a full week gear up. Like as soon as the game's over on Sunday or, or Thursday or, or whatever day, the net like two hours afterwards, everybody's like, "All right, next week, we gotta get ready for next week." Everybody's nuts. So in Miami, it's like, "All right, game's over on Sunday. Let it breathe on Monday. Maybe let it breathe on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, you're right. You know, you're you're probably dug in on it again." Yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, the work is still going to be demanding. You know, the demands for content are always going to be there. So it's not like he's going there and getting a break. But man, it's Miami. It's Miami. <laughs> like, it's beautiful. And, and let me say this, too. I, I can't speak for, for Matthew Fairburn because I really don't know him personally. I've had him on the show a couple of times. I've had a couple of nice conversations with him, but I really don't know him outside of that. Whereas Marcel, I've gotten to know pretty well. And I could tell you this much, Marcel genuinely loved living in Buffalo. Didn't like the winter, he and he was pretty open about that. Doesn't like the snow, doesn't like the cold, but he likes the culture of Buffalo. He likes the people a lot. He loves the food. 
So for him to leave, it, it, it obviously was a, a great opportunity. And again, dude, you know, I'm, I'm older and I, and I have a family. It would probably be more, it would take, it would be a different set of circumstances that would take me to Miami or, or to, mm-hmm. to New Foxborough or to another market because, you know, I feel like my roots are set here. Right? Whereas again, Marcel is a young, good looking single dude who's still climbing up the ladder when it comes to not just mm-hmm. his job, but just personally as well. So I, I totally get it. I can't fault him. And I, I would probably do the same thing if, if, if I was him. But again, I was prepared to talk about Marcel. Be honest with you. I wasn't because I knew about Marcel. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really prepared to talk about Matthew. I, I did not know that that was coming. And you brought up a good point. We talked briefly before we started taping that I hadn't even thought of. He's from that area. So mm-hmm. it's in in a way, it's kind of sort of a homecoming from him. But again, a pretty big surprise, but kind of the same deal, Matthew. It's the right thing for him to do at this time of his life, professionally, personally. So props to him as well. Yeah. And, you know, he's been doing the Bills beat for so long, starting with New York Upstate uh, and doing stuff for, I think that's like Syracuse.com. Yeah. And he's done fantastic too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to, to be able to take website, you know, website like that and be able to to take those steps with it. I mean, we're seeing, I forget who, I don't know if it's Perino or if it's Talbot that's with, uh, with them now, but like, Both that's, them. that's a beat where you can just take it and mold it and do whatever you, whatever you want with it and, and sure. run with it. Yeah. And, you know, like guys like that have done it, but Fairburn's, I mean, Fairburn's been outstanding. I, I mean, he's, he's somebody that, um, I mean, the athletic brought him on immediately once they opened up the buff, once they opened up shop in Buffalo, he was their first, he was the first guy, they brought in he was that first group of people so you know there's you know so i mean there's that part of it like everything he's done has been outstanding and you know he, he's got a, you know he's got a family now he's got you know he's married he's kids you know you want to get settled in somewhere and the question then becomes all right do we want to settle in here or is it you know going back home for him i don't know about i don't know about his wife i don't know i don't know if she's from from out there too but but like you're starting to think like, all right, where's, where's going to be best for us? And, you know, listen, it's not a competition between Boston area and Buffalo like for, for, for that stuff. Sure. But like when you're, wherever you're, wherever you're born, like wherever's home for you, that's where you're always going to be most yeah. comfortable. And you know what? Patriots beat is a fascinating beat, you know, like, especially with, you know, Belichick's still there. They're, you know, they're still in transition from, from Brady taking off and things are different there. You know, Mac Jones is in. So it's like, there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of interest there because the, the hype's kind of building on them now. You know, they, they dump cam and, you know, Mac Jones is getting the start and everybody's like, oh, it's Belichick's guy. It's going to, they're going to, they're, you know, here come the Patriots again. Whether that's the case or not, it's still going to be a huge story all season long. And ha- whether the Patriots are good or bad makes watching Belichick even more impressive because we know how he is. He's, he's a, he's a crusty dude and he doesn't like to talk. So being able to dig in around that, that whole scene where it's, it's a very demanding news scene too. Um, that's a, that's a huge thing career wise because you can either, you can make a lot of it or you just, you can end up getting bogged down. No, Matthew, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna get bogged down, man. Like he's going to be thrilled to be home. He's going to be, you know, it's it's a it's a new beat. It's some it's a new challenge. So that's that's going to really feed him. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you this. And I want to give Matthew a lot of credit because Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot have taken NewYorkUp.com and they've really run with it. 
They've taken their podcast, the Shout Buffalo podcast. They've taken that thing to a whole new level. I mean, Christ, man, you drive downtown right now on the thruway and they got a billboard that went up. So those guys have done really good work with New York Up. However, Matt deserves a lot of credit because Matt put that that website on the map. Like I had never even heard of goddamn NewYorkUp.com before <laughs> Matthew Fairburn started covering the bills for them. You know, that Syracuse.com, whatever, the, whatever mm-hmm. their identities are, you know what I'm <laughs> saying, though. But Matthew really put them on the map. Now, like I said, like Perino and Talbot, they've taken it and they've popularized it even further and taken it to another level. But yeah, Matt deserves a, a lot of credit. It's just funny because, like I said, they're going to cover divisional rivals. And I think these guys have earned the respect of a lot of fans because fans, for the most part, I mean, there's a couple idiot assholes out there who are right. saying stupid things. But for the most part, they're like, oh, they're the Dolphins sucker. You know, I'm sure we're gonna get this, Matt's going to get the same thing with the Patriots, yada, yada, yada. But they like them as people. So they're kind of being kind and gentle, you know. Well, it sucks mm-hmm. that you have to do that, but good luck on the way out. Whereas with Rodak, you know what I mean? When Rodak was here, <laughs> everybody hated Rodak's ass, you know, a Patriots fan, Mark doesn't. Nobody's calling Fairborn a Patriots fan or Marcella mm-hmm. a Miami fan. They're happy for them, but they're just, you know, being pissy because they're well, going to cover teams that they hate. All right, okay. though. Good for them, man. I'm I'm really happy. You know what? I'm looking at something right now. Sometimes I don't prepare you for <laughs> shit. Sometimes I, t- I, I kind of give you a little bit of review of what we're going to talk about. Barcel or Barcel Sportsbook had a tweet up, and, and this is completely mm-hmm. random, but I want to ask you this anyway while it's fresh in my mind, because otherwise I'll forget. Who do you think is the most overrated athlete ever? That's the thing they had going on right now. My first thought, because I'll give you a minute to think about this. I just threw this on you out of the blue. Any sport? Any sport. They said most overrated athlete ever. Now I was looking at some of the the responses. And the one I came up with, well, I don't know. Maybe people in Buffalo will like this. I know people in Dallas would want to kill me, but I think it's Emmett Smith. I don't think he's the (laughs) all-time leading rusher. He's regarded by many as the greatest running back or Ever. I don't believe that to be true. I don't even think he was close to being the greatest running back of his own era. He was no Barry Sanders. Dude, that offensive line in Dallas was the perfect offensive line. And then they had Aikman and Irvin. Anybody could have ran for 1,300 yards a year in that offense is what I'm telling you. I was never a huge Emma Smith fan. Barry Sanders is the best running back of that era by far, if not the best running back ever. I I like Thurman better and that's not being a homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit later, Marshall Falk. There's so many better running backs out there. For, so for him to be regarded as like some people call him the GOAT when it comes to running backs, I just don't buy it. So that's who I went with. Who who Who's the first thing that popped in your head? Now, you might say something again because there's no prep here for you. You might say something yeah. now and then tomorrow or later on, you'd be like, oh, shit, I, I should have said this guy. Like your knee-jerk reaction. When you think of the most overrated athletes ever, who pops for you? See, I'm mad. I'm mad at you for picking Emmett because that's that's my pick. Because I make it's, sense. It's a, it's, a jaded, it's a jaded thing for me because Barry is my guy. Barry's you know, the best. I mean, and for so many freaking years during school, like you got your friends who are Cowboys fans, like, oh, Emmett Smith's the best running back ever. I'm like, dude, look at Barry, and they're like, they're like, oh, his team stinks, and I go, well, that's not the point. <laughs> like no watch what he does watch everything that he does it's like uh, well he loses yards on a bunch of runs like yeah but then he gets them back tenfold the next run yeah. and that you know there's all that and the fact that he had what maybe two good offensive linemen in front of him ever like uh lomas brown and i think maybe he had kevin glover for a little bit i think maybe but 
you know, that's a it's, center and a left tackle. Like, and the rest of the line was interchangeable parts. Like there was just replacement level guys. Yeah, I don't. And listen, I don't even want to compare Emmett to Barry because it's not a fair fight. I think 90 percent right. of people will say Barry's a better running back. But, but it took Emmett's years always to included, get to that point. Emmett's you know? always included amongst the greatest of, of all time, like that small circle of maybe three running backs. And I just mm-hmm. find that ridiculous because, again, it may, it's not Emmett's fault that he got to play no. on a team that had that kind no. of offensive line and firepower all over the place and a great defense, too. Perfect situation for him. But dude, he's not, he's not, he wasn't that good, man. Yeah. Anybody could have did what he did. I don't, I don't know. That was just the first thing that popped in my mind. It's, it's, you know, this is, this is a funny conversation to have right now because here we are kind of knocking on Emmett for being on a loaded team. And the guy who just got, who just got enshrined in the hall of fame yesterday, Derek Jeter got, got killed for his entire career for being in the same spot. Yeah, he lost, he lost out of the MVP the one year because they're like, ah, well, you know, Yankees will still win without him. Justin Morneau, he's the only guy in the Twins. It's like, well, no, Jeter's great. Fair and point. people are like, well, I don't know. He's not that great. To it like, doesn't matter. Look at his playoff stats. He played a full – he played like a regular season full of playoff games. He played 158 playoff games, and his numbers were better in the – in playoff games than they were like for a 158 game rate his whole career like they're either even or better and the pitching's better the teams are better the defenses are better in the playoffs so it's like that dude's legit yeah and you know listen we can say the same thing about Emmett because we watched them you know run wild in playoff games and Super Bowls and win titles and then do the same thing like it's it's the same thing for me but are you going to say, and this is tough for me to say as a Yankees fan, can you say Jeter's the, the greatest shortstop of that era? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Like, I mean, I mean, A-Rod's probably the guy. Eh. But then people are going to be like, oh, A-Rod, he juiced, ah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, see, I Lomar don't know. got hurt early, blah, blah, blah. You know? I, didn't li- I didn't like A-Rod. I'm going to be honest. I would consider A-Rod more of an overrated baseball player than Derek Jeter. Because A-Rod was the king of the empty stats. Now, he won MVPs, and he put up stupid numbers. You know, steroid freak. But him, purple lip <laughs> cocksucker. But any I hated A-Rod, man. I fucking hated him. I hated, I hated having a... And probably in my entire history of being a sports fan, of teams that I rooted for, I probably... It hurt me more to have to root for A-Rod when he was with the Yankees more than it ever hurt me to, to root for any athlete. I just... He was forever... Hitting a home run in a seven to one game, whether they won seven to one or lost seven to one, he was the guy who would hit always hit a home run in those lopsided games. He had that one great playoff year, I think it was two thousand nine, mm-hmm. where he was amazing. He carried him on their back. That aside, though, he was kind of due to win the playoffs. He just if the game was on the line in the ninth inning, you needed a hit. I, I, I honestly, I'd rather I trust Derek Jeter to get that clutch single to yeah. right field to the opposite field, a bloop single more than I trusted a Rod. Never thought the dude was as good as his numbers indicated. One guy, uh, one, and then we'll move on. I think it's actually an easy answer. And I'm going, again, this was my knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> How about Tim Tebow? I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's got him more hype because of what he did in college, and he was phenomenal in college. But this dude sucked in the NFL, man. He was terrible. He had, what, a good game? What, he won a playoff game, whatever. Yeah. He wasn't even that good in that game. But this no. guy gets more run, more ink, more headlines than anyone ever for being somebody who, as a professional, is kind of a scrub. He's so. overhyped, is my argument. I don't know. I think he's – you talk yeah. to honest-to-goodness 
like sports people, he's pretty accurately rated. You know, That's he's true. never been lauded. Like in the NFL, he never got lauded for having a big arm because he didn't have one. He, he, I think of the way I forget who said it. The way they describe the way Vince Young threw a football is also the way Tim Tebow threw the football, like except left-handed. And it was like it looked like he was throwing the ball like he was trying to fling poo off his hand. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, get right. it off my hand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like he had no zip on the ball and none, like none of that. Like he got by on being able to run and he was a big dude. But like that doesn't cut it in the NFL. Like if you ain't got an arm and you're just running around, well, all right, you're basically Taysom Hill, yeah. which – Taysom Hill's pretty overrated too. Like people are just like, wow, this guy's an incredible, he's a running back. He's a quarterback. He's a receiver. It's like, dude, he's like 33. Like, let's, let's stop acting like he's like some new young dude and he's just doing whatever. But um, <laughs> I would, I would say Tebow is accurately rated. It's just way too overhyped. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Like he's a, you know, he's a super Christian dude. So like hyper Christian people love him. Because he, like, he keeps trying, he keeps plugging away, and he keeps doing his thing. He sticks to his morals, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you have a certain sect of people that are, like, that really think you're great. That's that's great. Like, that's a, that's a sports career. If you got a big fan base, that's that rules. But, I mean, to say he was, like, a great quarterback, no, he was overhyped. He was just way too overhyped. Media loved it. Media loved getting the clicks and the ratings. They loved, they loved that shit. But, like, to say he was, to say he was, like, he was overrated. Nah, oh, man, he was. He, everybody knew how how good he was. Like, he just you know, he did it in college. Like, there's lots of guys that are great in college that stink in the pros. I mean, half the Miami quarterbacks that ever that ever came out of Miami later, I should say, were way too overhyped. You know, Gino Toretta, like all those guys. Even uh, even uh, Ken Dorsey. I mean, great coach. He wasn't good in the NFL. Like, he wasn't a good player. But um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm, I I I disagree on Tebow just on the basis that he's just overhyped. Fair point. I think I just set ourselves up though for an awesome future. Maybe it'll be unpopular, but we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Future starting five of <laughs> Buffalo overrated athletes. I think maybe we could do that sometime in the future. But anyway, take a quick break. We're gonna come right back, and we're gonna get Joe's NFL season predictions, Week One picks, our starting five draft, plenty more coming up. Joe Yurden, be right back after the break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, man, let's jump right into this. I want to get, and what I love doing these right before the season starts because mm-hmm. I love going back when it gets to be January and February, and I'll go back and I'll listen to this episode, at least this segment anyway, <laughs> and kind of see how we did. I'll either throw you some love, I'll throw you some props, or I'm going to call your ass out just like I will myself, of course. But let's <laughs> just do that. So here's what we're going to do. We'll go through the divisions. I want to get your divisional winner for each, then we'll get three wild cards because I keep forgetting there's actually three wild cards now instead of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do NFL MVP. I, I want to get one team that you think is is going to flop this year. It's not going to be as good as most people think they are. And then we'll do the conference championship in Super Bowl games. So let's start. Uh, all right, well, let's start in the AFC. I don't think there's going to be much of a surprise here, but let's make it official. AFC East, who do you got? Uh, it's the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are going to win the division. There's, all right, all right. there's too, It's too much hype with, with some of the other teams because I think every, people are looking for a reason to not pick the Bills. That's the Bills. If yeah. the Bills don't win the division, it's a shock. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm going to run through mine after but because I'm going to get yours first. So, All right, so you got the Bills winning the AFC East. Uh, what about the South? You know, I th- I'm pretty sure it's going to be Tennessee, but, like, that whole division's gross. Like, Houston stinks. Jacksonville's going to be, you know, Jacksonville might surprise and win a couple of games that maybe they shouldn't. Um, the Colts should be good, but, like, Carson Wentz doesn't want to take the shot. He doesn't want to like he doesn't want to get anything done. Like, okay, man. Like, and that's even when that's even before he gets hurt for like five or six games. So I think it's just Tennessee, just because they've got the, you know, they got Derrick Henry. They, you know, they seem to just grind teams out. Their t- defense is better th- than the defense in the rest of the division. So uh I gotta say Colts in the South. Okay. It's Colts or Tennessee? Or sorry, uh, Tennessee. Not All right, I was gonna be, I got, again, this is official, so I want to be able to talk shit to you <laughs> later on if you're wrong. All right, AFC North. You know, I keep thinking Baltimore. I this is before this is before like a couple weeks ago. I kept thinking Baltimore was going to have a shot at this because I've I've had, I had the feeling Lamar's Lamar's going to have a bounce back year. You know, Harbaugh is going to get things figured out with the coaching. And they were going to get things together, but now that they've they're down two running backs, they, they just had to sign Le'Veon Bell, which 
good luck. You know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but I, I don't he trust it. He looked washed up last year in Kansas yeah, City, I'll tell you. Sure that. did. Sure did. So uh, it, it's it's got to be Cleveland. Uh, I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland is – they have to make some noise this year. Like they made some noise last year. They just, they just ran into the chiefs kind of how, how it happened for the bills. But like Cleveland just still was kind of under the radar noise because the bills were driving the conversation. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's Cleveland was right there with them. Yeah. And so I think, I think when it comes down to it, Cleveland's got the best team there, but yeah, but when you got Lamar on Baltimore and the Steelers just always hang around like they're, you know, the Steelers always going to be like somewhere hanging around a playoff spot. And whether it's the division or the wild card, you know they're going to be hanging around. They're going to be annoying. They play they play the same style of football for the last forty years. Like you just know the Steelers are going to be hanging around. So, um, but no, Cleveland like Cleveland's got to win it. If Cleveland doesn't win it, something either Baltimore took off or Cleveland became old Cleveland again. Yeah. All right, and then the last uh, division, which is probably a formality, just like the East, the West. Is anybody <laughs> yeah. beating Kansas City? No. No, the Chiefs are winning that division. And you know what? It helps because I think that division is now like the old when the Patriots were running the show in the East. Um, The rest of the division is just so far behind. Now, I think the Chargers are getting there just because Justin Herbert's a really, really damn good quarterback. I don't like the coach setup. If if they had signed Dable to coach them, I'd be way more hyped on them. I'd be way more excited about them. But they didn't. So good for the Bills, bad for the Chargers. And – you know, hey, listen, if they get their D straightened out, that's, I mean, hey, good for them. If they get the defense working, like, that's cool. But Chargers offense could be fun, but I don't trust it. Uh, okay. And besides, you're not picking against Kansas City anyway, so screw right. it. Right. I agree. All right, so you got the Bills, Tennessee, Cleveland, Kansas City. Now you got to finish the AFC playoff picture, so that means you got to come up with three wild cards. So give me three wild card teams. All right, well, some of the teams I just shit talked. Uh, the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to be one. Um Okay. Just because I think I think Herbert's going to take a take a step, and the Raiders and the Broncos are going to make it easy for them to get a you know, get free wins. So <laughs> I think I think that works out pretty well. Um, so yeah, I, I got to go Chargers. Uh, the rest of this is just there's a whole schmozzle of teams here where it's just like eh, I don't know. Right, there's four or five teams easily that yeah. could slide into one of these two playoff spots. Yeah, I I got to go Baltimore. Um, I think just when you've got the quarterback that makes life so much easier mm-hmm. and they were able to have success last year still too, I think, right. And they make the playoffs last year. I don't, I forget. Yeah. Um, they're still able to do it without really a great running back and without great receivers. That's for damn sure. And Lamar had a tough year. So, um, yeah, Lamar gets a straighten out. I think the Ravens are right there. Um, and you know what? I think it's good. I, th- I think still it's going to be the Colts. I think Frank Reich's too good of a coach. Um, I, I it's very close between them and the Steelers, but I think trying to get two uh, two wild cards out of that North, I, I I can't see it happening because just because I think, I mean Cincinnati's probably going to be rough. Although Burrow coming back is nice, like that's going to help out. Um, mm-hmm. But like Baltimore and Pittsburgh are kind of close. Cleveland, you know, Cleveland's got to lose what you know one or two that where they probably shouldn't. That'll end up costing them, you know, a, a better spot in the playoffs. And, you know, Jackson, like Jacksonville and Houston are going to be putrid. And I think that's just, it's again, that's free wins for, for Indian Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, I uh, that's the way, I, that's the way I see that. I, 
I know the Dolphins are kind of a hype pick for people. And, you know, the Jets are free wins for everybody. Uh, but, like, I don't know what New England's capable of. Like, I just, I'm just not sure of them. Like, I, and I don't trust it enough to not to say, yeah, no, they're going to get rolled over. Like, I don't think so. I could see New England being like a 7 to 9, 8 and 8 team and being in that race for the playoffs, but not quite. And I think Miami's probably in the same boat. But if Tua has a grow up like Josh Allen did, well, things get right. a lot more interesting. Or if Deshaun Watson ends up going there and blows up the team chemistry, may, may, well, I think that sinks Miami. But um, but I think Tua, if Tua has a big grow up season, man, look out. Miami Miami can be a lot of fun. They they can be. I, I'll say this. So my AFC, I, I agree with you on three of the four divisions: Buffalo, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Cleveland. I think Indy's going to win the South. So that's where mm-hmm. you and I disagree. In terms of the three wildcard teams, it's funny you say the Chargers because I thought I was being uh, unique. <laughs> I had the Chargers as well making the playoffs. I agree with what you said. I, and I do mm-hmm. think Brian Dable should have been the head coach there. I would have made that move. But I love Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be phenomenal yeah. this year. They got a lot of weapons. I think that defense is not great, but it's pretty good. Derwin James is back after missing last year. They got Bosa. There's a there's talent on that team, and I, I think the Chargers are going to be a wild card team. They're not going to win that division. Um, no. I also have Baltimore with, as a wild card. Mm-hmm. You talked about my third team. I actually think the New England Patriots are going to make the playoffs this year. Really? Yes. Think they're going to be better than the Titans. I think they're going to be better than the Titans. More wow. on them in a minute. And okay. the, I think they're going to finish <laughs> second in the division. I because I'm going to tell you right now. I like I like Mac Jones. In that system, mm-hmm. I think they're going to run the football effectively. Uh, they got two really good tight ends, John Lee Smith and Hunter Henry. Two tight ends mm-hmm. that Bills fans were clamoring for yeah. in free agency, which, by the way, we've learned once and for all this offseason, the Bills don't give a shit about the tight end position. But anyway, no. New England's got two good tight ends. They got a good defense, man. They got Dante Hightower back in play last year because of COVID. Yep. Kyle Van Noy's a good linebacker. He spent last year in Miami. He's mm-hmm. back in New England. Uh, Matthew Judon from Baltimore went there. I think New England is going to be very competitive. I could see them going like maybe 10 and 7 and, and making that third seed. So I, I like mm-hmm. New England. That's the one surprise. Um, well, I don't want to get your flop team yet because I'll tell you mine, though. <laughs> I think we know yours. <laughs> mine is Tennessee. Tennessee's yeah. got – they're one of those – to me, it's a Madden team, okay? They got the great running back, mm-hmm. and he is a great running back, Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers. Julio Jones is really good. Tannehill's pretty good. I'm telling you, that offensive line ain't that good, and that mm-hmm. defense is kind of whack. I think they're one of those teams, Joe, where the Bills were like this for a while. Now I'm not saying Tennessee's like the Bills used to be because Tennessee's mm-hmm. proven that they're a playoff team, but sometimes teams are really front-loaded with talent, but then like their death is garbage or you know mm-hmm. they got a lot of flaws, a lot of holes. I feel like Tennessee's... Uh, that's just that team for me. I could see them yeah. not making the playoffs. And I don't think Tua, I don't like Tua. I just don't. And I know mm-hmm. Josh Allen, if we would have been having this conversation in 2019, going into 2019, <laughs> Josh Allen was not the answer because he looked terrible mm-hmm. his first year. What a lack of talent. Yeah. Tua had talent last year. He's got more this year. I think he's all right. He's a 500 quarterback. I think as long as a guy like him is a quarterback, this might be a take that really comes back and bites me in six months. Yeah. By the way. I just but, say with, with 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 young quarterbacks like that, I'm not ready to dump on them after one right, season because I, because I, the quarterbacks get treated like shit in the league. Fair now. point. And he was also coming off a, a monster injury as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
He deserves, if I'm a Miami fan, I'd be mad to hear this because he deserves the benefit of the doubt and an opportunity, especially coming from a Buffalo area podcast where mm -hmm. we saw Josh Allen look like shit and then become a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But anyway, that's my take. I'm sticking with it. Let's go. Uh, all right, so let's go NFC here. So we'll start with, uh, with the East. Uh, this division's disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting last year, and I think that's mostly Dallas's own fault. Uh, you know, Dak was hurt. Um, they were a mess without him. Like they they invested nothing in getting <laughs> getting a backup quarterback for Dak. Um, but now that the contract thing's out of the way, I, Dallas has to win the division. Like I I I can't see. I can see a way that they. <laughs> I can see a way that they don't win the division, but. They've got the better talent. Like they're the most, over, they're always the most overhyped team. They're the Notre Dame of the of the NFL. Um, they're on your, they're on national TV every week, no matter what. Um, and you hate watching them unless you're a Cowboys fan. Then you're just like, yeah, all right, cool. But um, I think Dallas has to win it. But it's they're going to make it more difficult on themselves. And I think the only team that can really push them is is the Giants. Yeah. Um, just because they're getting Saquon back. Um, but it's a make or break season for Daniel Jones, you know, and, you know, they went out and they went out and signed my buddy, Kenny Galladay from Detroit to play receiver. And then Galladay is immediately getting hurt in the preseason, which I was like, ha, that's the catch with him is that he can't ever stay really healthy. And I don't know. They, you know, I love the, uh, the tight end Engram. I think he's really good. Um, their defense is sneaky, all right. Like I'm not gonna say they're good, but like I don't know. It, things break right for the Giants, and if they, you know, if they get one, if they get one over on Dallas, they can hang around. I'm not saying they're gonna be a like they're gonna be a wild card threat, but they could they could hang around and maybe make a push in that division because I, you know, honestly, I think nine and eight could win that division. Um, I know last year it was what seven and nine almost won the division. So yeah, um, yeah, but I. It, it should be Dallas. I wouldn't be shocked if it's not Dallas. Why are you dissing Notre Dame, man? I can't stand Notre Dame, oh, dude. On, dude. Like they stink. I don't like them. <laughs> Most they're overhyped every year. They get ranked top five even when they're garbage. Me and Nate Gary are hating you right now. What about Go the uh, what about the NFC South? Go Notre Dame, dude. Is anyone in beating Tampa in the NFC South? I mean, you got your defending Super Bowl champions. They're running back twenty-two starters. Is it Tampa? Yeah, I, it's got to be Tampa. I don't trust Atlanta. New Orleans is going to have a come down this year. And Carolina, Carolina is the only question. I mean, if Darnold does something, <laughs> if Darnold can be the quarterback he was supposed to be, then him and McCaffrey, McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey's an incredible running back. Yeah. Um, I don't like their receiver setup, so I don't think that really helps out uh, for Darnold, but. Um, I, are they going to beat Tampa though? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's weird because Tampa's Tampa's still pretty old. I mean, you know, especially offensively. But man, the defense, man, Todd Bowles. For as much as he looked like he hated coaching the Jets, he still looks like he hates coaching football in Tampa. Yeah. But damn, if he isn't a good defensive coach, holy yeah. crap, dude! Like that that team just gets it done on defense, and I think that's that's the big difference for them. The rest of that division is kind of crap. And like I said, I don't trust Atlanta. Like, you know, Matt Ryan's getting older. Like, okay, fine, great. And like New Orleans without Breeze, uh -uh, nah, not, not, not feeling it there. I mean, Jameis could have a really nice season. Don't get me wrong. Um, but can he control the picks? You know, like nope. 
Saints, Saints are Saints are going to be fun to watch just because it's going to be high event football. But like, if J- if Jameis can keep it out of the uh, the the other team's hands, they got a puncher's chance of being being all right. But like, yeah. I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't what? trust Jameis on that one. I agree hundred percent. I don't think anybody's being in Tampa. What about uh? What about the NFC North? Green Bay. <laughs> Pretty simple. It's it's going to be Green Bay. Um, the uh, everything seems to be going wrong for Minnesota uh, before the season even starts. Um, just there's a lot of bad vibes surrounding the Vikings, as far as I can tell. You know, I've been reading uh, Matthew Collar's stuff this year on them, and I'm just like, oh boy, like it's just everything out of that camp just seems like they're off on the wrong foot. And you know, Kirk Cousins is not good. Like he's, he's crap. Like I, 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 I'm never buying the hype on him ever. And Chicago, I don't know. Chicago is the one team I'll give an outside shot of making a push just because of uh, the new kid at quarterback um, from Ohio state. Yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. Thank you. I always forget his name and I always want to say his name is Justin Wilson for whatever reason. I know that's not it. So that's why I didn't say it. Um, if Fields ha- like once Fields once Andy Dalton plays himself out of the starting position, which, which is be, going to which happen, which will be quick, yeah, it's going to happen. Either either by way of his play or the fans throwing enough rocks at him from the stands to get him out of there um, to get Fields into play. But um, the sooner that Fields is able to get in there, I think that'll turn things around for the Bears. Obviously, you know they got Khalil Mack in defense. The defense should be still okay, uh, but they just they couldn't do shit on offense last year. And, you know, it's not a surprise they were bad, but um, Chicago is the only one I really give an outside shot to. I could talk about how bad the Lions are for, for an hour and a half straight, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'll, I'll just say this about them. I was so pissy about Dan Campbell because of all the, you know, the bite their kneecaps off shit and everything. But, like, every story I've been reading about them sense i'm just like oh man i i go to battle for this guy that's the only reason i think they'll play over what they're expected to do that doesn't mean they're going to be a winning team but it's a difference between being a four win team and being maybe a six or seven win team sure so i i think they'll be better than what's expected of them because they don't have anything i mean they got they got shit (laughs) you know they got tj hawkinson you got jared goff who i don't know maybe maybe he gets his old la stuff back for him but um their defense is not great um, everything about them is not great, right. but like, they're going to go to war for that dude. Like they are going to go to, they're going to, they will actually like, I'm not going to say they're going to bite kneecaps off, but they're going to, they'll battle everybody there. There's not going to be a lack of effort. Yeah. Which, they're going to play hard. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be, a, they'll be competitive if, if nothing else for sure. All right. Last division, NFC West. I hate this division. <laughs> There's no one dominant clear cut. No. Best team, I don't think, anyway. No, and this is a division that should be fun. Like this is a this is like a four team slugfest for who could who could win it. I gotta believe it's Seattle, and Seattle's my pick. It's not with a firm feel on that because there was a lot about them last year that was very off. Like their defense was so hyped last year, and they were trash. Like their their defense was absolute garbage, and you know they they couldn't really protect Wilson. Even though Wilson can run, they weren't able to really protect him that great. And that's you know that was a huge difference. They couldn't run the ball. They they cycled through running backs like crazy. Everybody kept getting hurt. Fine, um, but Wilson's the bigger difference maker 
in that division of quarterback. Like Stafford, I'm going to be really interested to see what he does with the Rams because the Rams got a great receiving group. Uh, but they, you know, they lost their starting running back, you know, the first day of camp, basically. And, you know, trying to fill that position just, you know, right off the bat stinks. Uh, the Niners, I don't know about the Niners, man. Like, they were, they were pretty gross last year. And I don't know. A lot know, of there's... injuries last year. They, 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 yeah. were, they were decimated by injuries last year, including Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Bosa. Yeah, but like, and I don't know. Does Garoppolo bounce back? Does Trey, you know, does Trey Lance take over now? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's right. You know that they're they're in a really interesting spot because they could go back to they could go back to what they were doing before and just start you know going nuts on people. But I don't know. I don't not feeling it. I'm not not feeling for the Niners. I'm not saying they're going to be bad or anything. But like, right? I hear you. That's I, what I this, that's what this segment's all about. It's about field. Yeah. I mean. These are opinions. We don't know. We're going to find out what happens. One of these teams that you're picking is going to end up being like six and eleven this year. I guarantee. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, hundred percent. The way it goes every year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you got. I'll tell you what. So now you only got your division winners. So, but we got to fill out <laughs> the playoffs. So now you got to come up with three wild card teams from the NFC. So to recap, you went Dallas, Tampa, Green Bay, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Give me three wild card teams, and then we'll go on from there. Uh, well, I'll start with the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams have the most talent. They've got the best. They got the best defensive lineman in football. Um, sure. They they can d up really well. I think Jalen Ramsey's still there. I think. Yep. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Ramsey's a little bit on the downside now, but like he's still good. Um, so I'm feeling the Rams. Sure. Um, whole NFC is so bad, man. Um. Yeah, it could be tough I, coming up with three wild yeah. teams because there's probably a lump of them that are in. Eh. I think as a whole, this conference is significantly inferior to the to the AFC from top to bottom, yeah. at least anyway. No, I agree. It's it's like the old uh, AL NL days when you'd have like you'd have like seven AL teams that could win the World Series, and they, sure, like I don't know, St. Louis <laughs> right. in in the NL, like I don't know, maybe they can, maybe Atlanta. Um, Man, I it, it you're almost tempted to pick an entire division because I'm I'm very tempted to pick the entire NFC yeah. West to go to, to two clean those, up on two, playoffs. There should be two from them, I would say for sure. Yeah, and it, you're right on two, and I'm torn between whether it's Arizona or the Niners. Because uh, I, I wouldn't say anything about Arizona, but like Kyler Murray's freaking good. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury's going to be a, is is a is already a pretty good coach. Um. And the night, yeah, Niners, like all the guys that got hurt last year, they're all back. Like, uh, Niners should have been a lot better last year. <sighs> you know what? I'll pick the Niners. Okay. I, I do it with regrets, but I'm picking the Niners there because I just think I, I, I can't see how that division doesn't wind up without at least two teams going to the playoffs. At least Unders- two. I agree. I agree. Well, that's two. That- so you got the Rams and Frisco. You got to add one more. Man, this is just like sticking your hand in a pile of mud and hoping to pull out a pull out a gold watch, man. This stinks. Um, hmm, so many teams I shit talk now that I'm like, uh, maybe they can make the playoffs. I guess maybe. Um, ugh. See, if I didn't get the bad vibes off Minnesota, I'd almost pick them. 
I talk too much shit about the Vikings. They're going to do it. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, I got to fight my instincts to be like, no, I buried him. I can't pick him. Instead, I'm just like, yeah, fine. fine <laughs> well, I'll fine, tell you this yeah. much before we get to conference championships. We are at some pretty vehement disagreements with this conference, <laughs> specifically Good. with one team. But we're on the same page. So I am picking, uh, I'm picking Green Bay alongside you. And I'm also mm-hmm. picking Tampa in the South. I got in the West, I got I think the Rams are gonna win the division. Mm-hmm. And this is where I completely disagree with you in the East. Mm-hmm. I love the Washington football team. I think they're really good. And I know Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback there. I think he man, he is if he's if he was ever gonna make the playoffs, it's this year. They got a great running game, they got good receivers, they got an awesome defense. I like Washington a lot. So I think they're going to win that division. And then the wild cards, I got San Fran like you do. I got Seattle. And then you said Dallas to win the, the East. I got mm-hmm. Dallas as my wild card. So okay. to recap, I, so I got Washington, Tampa, Green Bay, and the Rams winning the division. And then I got Frisco, Seattle, and Dallas as uh, as my wild card. Let's get to, actually, give me quickly here your NFL MVP. I know you want to say Jared Goff, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Jared Goff. <laughs> So who, who who's gonna win MVP, and then we'll get to the to championship games. Uh, you know, I think it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. I know uh, Allen's probably the guy that should win it. It should probably be Mahomes, Mahomes and Allen. But I think Rodgers is, is gonna do it just because he's gonna rack up huge numbers for Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay's gonna win the division, and people are gonna be like, ah, he's almost on his way out. Maybe it should be his time. Like, because if he like goes above expectations, and he's been such a drama, drama king all offseason, like, oh, he's gonna leave Green Bay. Oh no, he's gonna stay. He's you know, he's getting all his guys back together. I think he's gonna be. I think it's. I think it's gonna be Rodgers, and it's gonna piss off everybody in Buffalo. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. Very fair. And he won it last year, so mm-hmm. I get it. I'm wearing a Bills hat right now as, as we're taping yeah. this. And uh, I, I guess I'm being a homer because I am going to go with Josh Allen. I, I will say this to your point where I think you're right. Green Bay's a lock to win that division. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the Bills, I think the Bills are a near lock to win the AFC East. I don't know that they're a lock to even be a top three seed in the AFC though. So mm-hmm. it would be hard to have an MVP from a from a team that potentially can only finish like maybe fourth in the conference where I think Green Bay is going to finish in the top two. Mahomes is more likely to have team success. Mm -hmm. So I get it, but I don't know, man. I just feel like this is the year that Josh puts everything together. All right, so give me your your AFC championship and your NFC championship, and then last but not least, we'll do uh, the Super Bowl. So we talked about the teams that are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. How do you see the AFC championship? Who's going to the Super Bowl and who are they beating? I think it's going to be, I think we're going to get a replay. I think it's going to be Kansas City, Buffalo again. And unfortunately for Buffalo, it's going to be in Kansas City. And I think unfortunately for Buffalo, Kansas City is going to take it. Okay. Um, uh, I just, I can't go against Kansas. The the problem Kansas City had in the Super Bowl last year was that their entire offensive line broke. And Mahomes just like, Mahomes was still broken, like in some way. And what did they do this offseason? They fixed every single one of those problems. Yeah. <laughs> like they fit, they're like, oh, our line's broken. Okay, let's get a couple of pro bowlers. Yep. Let's, you yep. know, like let, they basically changed nothing. Yep. And they didn't really need to. They, like 
they were lucky Eric Bieniemy wasn't picked up by somebody to be a coach. Um, I think Kansas City, like Kansas City, is going to be on a mission this year because they're. I think they're pissed about last year. Yeah, honestly, because they got sh- they got totally dunked on by Tampa. So, um, yeah, I, I I think the the road to the Super Bowl goes through Kansas City, and that's going to be that's going to be really freaking hard. Great points. If I'm Buffalo, I gotta be number two. I gotta be the number two team. I cannot have the chance to face Kansas City before the the title game. Like you just cannot have that happen. You gotta right. you gotta beat out Cleveland or Tennessee or Indy or whoever. Like you gotta make sure you finish two. If if you can't finish one, you better be two. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to like or you know, where however however it plays out, you don't want to be dealing with Kansas City before you play the AFC title game because holy shit, dude. Like I don't want what's the deal with that? Like I don't care how good you are. You got, you got to try to put up with the Kansas City. They could throw 50 on anybody. Like, it, forget it. I don't want to deal with that. So, I yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's Kansas City over Buffalo. And this entire city will have a raging, burning hatred for Patrick Mahomes. And I feel bad for Vinny at, at, at Casey's because people are going to be so pissed. <laughs> so pissed right. about his Kansas City fandom. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's where I see the AFC. NFC. It's what Chris Berman would call the Bay of Pigs. I think it's Tampa Green Bay. And no, no, I take it back. No, fuck Green Bay. Uh, Tampa, Seattle. And I think Tampa's going to beat them. Okay. Again, I think we're going to have the same Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Same Super Bowl you have. Before we get to your pick, I'm, uh, you know, I'm... I just have a gut feeling in my heart and everything you said about the chiefs is 1000% right. They lost that super bowl because of the offensive line. Mm -hmm. It was broken. They have rebuilt it. They got the same players back and they also will have a chip on their shoulder. Something to prove Mm -hmm. they got embarrassed in the super bowl. So all logic would say, and plus Patrick Mahomes until proven otherwise to me, he's the best player in the NFL. Well, Mm -hmm. he's the best quarterback in the NFL until proven otherwise. That said, there's just something to me about this Buffalo Bills team right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy them in a hype because when you get too hyped and the expectations are too high, mm-hmm. you're just you just know a letdown's coming. And plus, this is Buffalo where sports letdowns are always the norm. But there's just something magical, man. I think the Bills are going to win the AFC. Maybe it comes because maybe the Bills don't even play Kansas City in the playoffs. Maybe Baltimore or Cleveland gets them. Cleveland's very capable. By the way, Cleveland does if Baker Mayfield is Good, not even great. If he's really good this year, the Cleveland Browns could win the Super Bowl because they got mm-hmm. everything else. They got a great yeah. running game, good receivers, good tight end, good line. Their defense is really good, and they added some key pieces through free mm-hmm. agency in the draft. I love the fucking Browns this year, but there's just something about the Bills. NFC, I have Tampa Bay going again, and <laughs> I just think it's going to be a weird Fitz Magic year. Washington football team is making the NFC fucking championship game. I, so it ends there, though. So I got Tampa beating Washington. So that sets up a Bills-Tampa Super Bowl. You got a rematch of last year. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Kansas City. I, yeah. I, this feels like a Kansas City on a mission kind of season yeah, uh, to me. I, I it's Because they were supposed to win last year. They were supposed to romp all over Tampa. And then Tampa, you know, did the, uh, the cabbage patch all over their ass in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I like I – Mahomes is too nice to do it, but you know he's so pissed about last year. You know he is. And uh, to me, that guy being on top of his game and ragingly focused, forget it. 
<laughs> I, th- I think if Kansas City makes the Super Bowl, I don't think it matters who, who they face. They're going to kill them. Right. I'll tell you this, my Bills fandom, and it's not fandom. By the way, I want to make this really clear to anyone listening, Joe, because mm-hmm. I get asked this a lot. I don't, am I, a, I am a Bills fan. I am mm-hmm. a Bills fan. I'm unapologetic about it. I've been a lifelong Bills fan and I always be, will be. That said, when my mouth is in front of this microphone and I hit record for this podcast, I'm not a Bills fan anymore. I am being objective and honest. I do think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. That's my honest, unbiased opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. That said, it ends there. Tampa's winning the Super Bowl again. I think Tampa's going to be far and away the best team. in the Well, not far and away because Kansas City's right there too. Mm-hmm. Tampa's got everyone back, dude. That defense is absolutely dominant, mm-hmm. okay? You got Tom Brady. I don't care how old he is. Now he's comfortable in a system. He knows his system. There's no more learn. There's no learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Godwin, these guys are there from day one. Gronk, they got a great running game. They, they can do mm-hmm. everything. They can beat you any way they want. Tampa's yep. the most complete team in the NFL by far. By the way, we're taping this Thursday. They're playing tonight. Who knows? Maybe they get blown out by Dallas and they're 0-1 <laughs> when people are listening to this shit on Friday. But I, I, I just don't see Tampa losing again this year. So I think Tampa's mm-hmm. going to beat Buffalo. You got Kansas City beating Tampa in the Super Bowl. And again, I'm going to kind of bookmark this shit and go back, you know, <laughs> six months and move up six months from now. I'm going to look back. This is going to be fun. Let's, uh, where are we? Oh, let's get to our picks before we do our yep. 35. So we're going to do, like I said, each week we're going to pick against the spread and uh, we'll keep a running total. We'll spend a few minutes doing this each week. We'll save the Bills game for last. And obviously we're not doing the Thursday game. So mm-hmm. you keep track of these. You let me know afterwards. I don't got time okay. to write them down, but. All right, so we got the Jets at Carolina. Carolina's favored by four and a half. Uh, Carolina. Um, I don't think there needs to be much explanation there. I think the no. Jets think. <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these are going to be just fly through without explanation. I also yeah. got Carolina as well. Um, all right, next game, we got Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville's favored by three. Jacksonville favored on the road. That's interesting. But- mm, yeah, but Houston's. Houston's bad. I I hate this game. I hate everything about picking this game. Um, oh, Jacksonville laying points uh, on the road. Uh, yuck. Um, I'll take Houston in the three and a half, even though I hate it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I actually like them. Um, oh, I, I don't like them for the year, but I like them this week. What else yeah. we got here? Arizona is at Tennessee and Tennessee is favored by three. Uh, is that Tennessee? Yep. I'm taking Tennessee then. Okay. I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to take the points. Philly at Atlanta. Philly is a uh, underdog. So actually Atlanta is favored by three at home against Philly. Classic Vegas lines. Uh, so yeah. Philly's getting three. Uh, yep. Okay. Give me Philly. Okay. I like this. We're disagreeing early on. So our records <laughs> might not be the same. I'm actually taking it. I'm I'm taking Atlanta. I'm going to lay the points there. Um, Chargers at the Washington football team. Washington football team is actually underdogs by one. So the Chargers are favored by one. Yeah. Um, mm, you know, I'll take Washington with the point just because it's it's in Washington. That cross country travel stuff stinks. Well, put it this way: I couldn't I couldn't spend ten minutes talking up Washington. Yeah. Uh, to pick against them at home 
in week one. So I'm, I'm going Washington as well. And they're getting Sa- points. <laughs> yeah. San Francisco at your Detroit Lions Ugh. and San Francisco's favored by seven and a half. E. Uh, seven and a half. Mm, I hate picking my own team, but I think I have to. I think that's too many points. Like yeah. Detroit's bad and San Francisco, I don't know what they're about yet. So I'm taking I'm taking Detroit. I'm gonna regret it. No, you know what? Well, I am too then because I, I also have Detroit as well. It's too big a line for week one. Like it you, is. nobody knows who's doing getting, anything. I agree. A home team getting seven or giving seven and a half or getting seven and a half, that is a lot. Uh Seattle at Indy, and it's uh Seattle favored by three. I'll take Seattle. Okay. I'm taking Indy. Minnesota at Cincy. Uh, Minnesota's favored by three. Um, I'll take Minnesota. I'm going to take a little Joey Burrow magic at home here. I'm going to take okay. the Bengals plus, plus three at home. Um, this is a game that I can't wait to watch. Forget about, well, we're going to pick it, but I can't wait to watch <laughs> this game. Week one or not, it, to me, it's a, it's a big game. Cleveland mm. at Kansas City. Kansas City's favored by five and a half. Mm. Cleveland's getting five and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh man, give me Cleveland. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be a touchdown game. I can see them winning by a touchdown. Yeah, I like that. I can't wait to watch that game. Denver, yeah, Denver at the New York Giants. Denver's favored by three. I don't like anything about Denver. Uh, Giants getting three. I'll take the Giants in three. I will as well. And I just had a double look at the screen to make sure that the that Giants were getting three at home against Denver. Denver's not good enough to be laying points on the road. At least not no. right now. They're not anyway. Right. They got to show me something. Like is uh, Drew is Drew Lock the quarterback? No, it's, I think Bridge, Bridgewater. Right. Starting. Yeah. Bridgewater starting the season. I like Teddy, but nah, they're a good right. team. They need a quarterback. Yeah. They need a quarterback. Denver. Uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. Green Bay is favored by three and a half. Uh, I'll take Green Bay. I will take Green Bay as well. Let me give you a really quick hot take here too with the Saints. Everyone's looking forward to the Bills. I've talked about this on the podcast. Bills, Saints, Thanksgiving night. That game's going to lose some of its national luster. I think the Saints are going to stink this year. Yeah. Beyond Drew Brees, Michael Thomas is hurt. They've lost a lot on both Mm -hmm. sides of the football. And I don't trust Jameis Winston. I don't even know how long he'll be playing quarterback for them as a starter. I don't like the Saints this year. We'll we'll see how good a uh, coach Sean Payton really is. Right, exactly. All right, couple more here. Chicago at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by seven and a half. Uh, Rams favored by seven and a half. Mm-hmm. What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? Can't, I can't not pick Detroit with seven and a half. I can't not pick Chicago. Okay. Like, I, I, oh, fuck. Andy Dalton's a quarterback. No, I can't. I can pick the Rams. <laughs> I'm picking the Rams. Rams are at home playing seven and yeah, a half. Like, I'm yeah, picking it's... the Rams as well. I, I The process has to start quickly with Justin Fields becoming a quarterback, and this is a good way to start that process. I like mm-hmm. the Rams for sure. All right, two more here. The Monday night game, Baltimore at Vegas, and Baltimore is favored by four and a half. I'll take Baltimore. I uh, am going to take Vegas plus the points. I, I could see Baltimore winning, but I could see them winning by three or four points. Mm-hmm. Just the way I see it playing out. So I'm going to take the points in uh, Vegas. All right, last one, of course. The big one, at least for this market anyway. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. 
and Buffalo's favored by six and a half. Uh, I'm taking the bills. <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't. I, Pittsburgh. I I ain't buying. I am not buying Pittsburgh at all. I think I'm taking the bills as well. I do think it will be a. Uh, I think the first half might be a close game. Maybe the bills start a little bit slow. Again, a lot of expectations. A lot of some things maybe to iron out. I don't know that they're going to come out and throw 24 points in the first half on Pittsburgh. But I think mm-hmm. as the game goes on and they get more comfortable, I think they'll start to open it up. But eventually they'll probably win by. Somewhere in that 10 to 20 point range, but mm-hmm. six and a half, that's not enough points to uh to scare me off. And again, we'll keep track of these and next week we'll talk about our record from this past week and we'll and we'll go on to week two. Before we get to our starting five, I, I, I do this every week. Give me your your weekly uh Jack Eichel gossip report or 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 anything you might be hearing or something that you're feeling right now as it pertains to Jack Eichel, which by the way, I mean We've been doing this for a while now, and ain't shit been going on with him. And mm-hmm. we're getting to that point where, you know, we're into the second week of September now. Shit, man, the NHL season's going to be starting pretty soon. But, like, yeah. what's different or or what what's your latest, either something you're hearing or just your gut feeling about what's going on with Jack? Well, the, the Ducks popped up again in conversation um, from uh, – I heard uh, I heard John Hoven on with, uh, with Boomer on Sirius XM, and he had mentioned how – uh, John Gibson, the, the Ducks had made an offer that centered around John, John Gibson, goaltender. And it was John Gibson, another veteran player and a pick. And the Sabres were very adamant, like, like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> because that's, that doesn't fit what they're looking for. Uh, even though Kevin Adams, Kevin Adams really likes John Gibson. Like he would love to get John Gibson here. But if you're starting to rebuild and you're bringing a 28-year-old goalie in who's got, what, a year or two left on his contract, that's that, that ain't the way to do it. Um, so I I think we're at the point again where some of the old teams that are hanging around, they're there. I I still think they're I still think they're hanging around. I think still think Anaheim's really interested. I I still think Vegas is really interested. Um, I think Montreal, Minnesota, those teams are just kind of on the periphery. Um, I mean I, Montreal stuff might have changed now with Kakinyemi uh, getting swooped up in an offer sheet, and then they traded for a kid from Arizona named Christian Vorak. Um, but yeah, I mean not much has really changed. It's just more more bubble and talk and, and stuff. Although I did see uh, Melody Martin um, posted, a, posted a picture from her sister who was at Seneca Niagara Casino. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And who was in the background, but Jack. So this was like a week or two ago. So like, you know, he's been in town. I mean, we've, we've known that we know when he's been around, but, um, but yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, he, he's going to be on the roster to start the season and people are going to be like, you said he was going to be gone. And like, well, he's gonna be. Right. <laughs> he's not gonna play for him. He'll be on the roster, but it's gonna be a very, very pissy guy to have on the roster. You know, it's funny, Joe. I've been saying, you know, my friends who are they're more casual fans, and I'll tell them something. I've been telling them forever. It's like Jack Eichel's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting to the point where they're like, "Oh, he's fucking. He ain't going nowhere. He's gonna play." You said he's gone. You said he's gone. I'm like, oh, he is. It's just I guarantee he's not gonna play with a game for the Sabers again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you also said he was going to be gone, and he's not. So I, I, I got yeah. to kind of deal with that shit. That's what I got going on in my personal life yeah, right now. That's, <laughs> it's it so, it's to, so annoying. It's so it's it just is. like just get just pull the bandaid off for Christ's sake. Just get it over with. It's not as annoying as this. Our starting five fucking <laughs> weekly draft right now. So last week was best karaoke songs, and by the way, over a thousand votes. So I mean, this was this was, this was voted on heavily, and. 
I really, truly thought that this was going to be a close vote. And I really, truly was completely wrong because it wasn't. 64% Joe Yurden. Here's the picks. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. By the way, shout out Jill Thompson on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know if you saw her video. Yes. She, she was singing it in the car or at least pretending to sing along. Tell me I got to sing that shit at fucking karaoke. But anyway, <laughs> that was a good pick, man. Love Shack, which makes me sick. And <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Those were Joe's picks. That one was 64. I only ended up with 36%. And the recap I had, Friends in Low Places, uh, Wannabe, Baby Got Back, Piano Man, and Don't Stop Believing. I'll say this. The middle three, Wannabe, Baby Got Back, and Piano Man, I do, I, I stand by my convictions. Mm-hmm. I do think those are popular songs that are sung at karaoke, but they didn't re- they don't resonate well with people if you ain't there in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, they ain't good songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your songs, like, Mr. Brightside's a great fucking song, you know? I mm-hmm. Want It That Way is a great song, but Amy Rhapsody is a great song. Karaoke or not, you could be at a bar, we could be... Hanging out mm-hmm. on the back deck, and you hear those songs, you love those songs. Ain't nobody getting into Wannabe, Baby Got Back, if you're not at karaoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that really hurt me, and I'll never get over getting trounced by a fucking a group of songs that included Love Shack. I hate, I told you this last week, God, I hate that song so much. That's what pisses me off. It makes me sick. But anyway... I don't know, man. You are continuously kicking my ass. Listen, I I am shocked it was a it was a trounce again. I, I just like, want I'm a close. I want a close shocked. game. I want a close game. Every game we go to, again, whether it's at Pat Moran Stadium, whether it's at Joe Yurden Arena, these fans are leaving <laughs> early because the game's <laughs> long been decided. I just want I want people to stay to the final horn, man. That's the only goal I got right now. Yeah, maybe that'll I- come this week. By the way, Joe Joe was very upset we didn't give her credit for giving us the karaoke songs category last week. She did give it. To, nope. she, she I didn't give she, her props on the air. Yeah, we My we bad. screwed that up. So Jill, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She's we were doing Billy Joel and she said we should do karaoke when she was with us. She was right. So props to her. Well, she didn't tell us to do this one. I came up with this one on my own. Yes. HBO series characters. It was, and I'm sure it'll be picked at some point, or if not, we'll discuss. But the premise from this was we saw Michael K. Williams died this week. Mm-hmm. You know, famous character from an HBO show. He may or may not get drafted. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But that kind of gave me the uh, the inspiration that this would be a good week to do famous, or not famous, best HBO TV series characters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh God, you know what the worst part about last week was? I actually had the first pick. I took Friends in Low Places. To me, that's like a... That's a bad pick. That's a bad. That was like this year's NHL draft lottery. No consensus. Number one. Well, at least early on, there wasn't. There was Mm -hmm. nobody worth taking for. I think this draft may have somebody who was worth taking for. We'll find out in a second. But anyway, you're up first. Who do you got? Uh, I, I gotta take Tony Soprano. Ah, that's what I. I have to. Like, there's so many great HBO characters, but like, if you ain't oh. start with Tony Soprano, you just ain't starting right. So I gotta, I gotta take Tony. I know this breaks your balls, but I gotta take Tony Soprano. He's, he's the king. It's, it's the best series. It's the, it's, it's the best character. Like, and he's not just like some knucklehead mobster. He's just very layered, very, just di- not diverse, but just he's such a, 
such a deep character, so much shit going on with him. So yeah, it's it's got to be Tony. He's the Shaquille O'Neal. He's the Patrick Ewing. He's the undisputed. You know he's going number one overall. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I'm set, up, <laughs> I'm set up for failure. I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. Listen, the last one you won, you got because you got Sopranos first pick and people got pissed at me. They're like, you lost because you didn't get Sopranos. I didn't get a pick them. So that's true. your and turn that, now. I haven't you get won- to wear the hat. And I haven't even won since then either. That's true. <laughs> All right, so I got two here. All right, so I have a list of four that I really like on one level mm-hmm. and then it kind of tears off after that. One of them, I'm definitely taking Larry David. That that one's an easy one for me. Curb mm-hmm. your enthusiasm. Uh he was the, the inspiration for Seinfeld, so to speak. It, I love Curb. We've talked about Curb, yeah. but this isn't so much about the show. It's about the character. Mm-hmm. Dude, He's I, I kind of live my life like him a little bit, man. Just the situations <laughs> he gets into and the things he argues about, like shit about basically about nothing. You know what I mean? It's another, yeah. it's an adult, it's the HBO version of pretty much a show about nothing. That's mm-hmm. an easy one. This one's hard. And I know you're going to, you're going to accuse me of, uh, of taking advantage of somebody being deceased now, but no, I am gonna take I'm gonna right I'm, I'm gonna take Omar Little. He was dude, a a gangster who robs drug dealers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was such a bad ass on that show, which by the way, I never watched it when it was on. I didn't watch The Wire when mm-hmm. it originally ran. I think we've talked about this before. I binged it for the first time about a year or so ago. I can't believe I didn't watch it. And I'm glad I didn't because I got to enjoy five seasons worth of binging. But yeah, far and away and a show with a bunch of good characters, very good characters, mm-hmm. far and away, he was my favorite. So I'm going Omar Little, or Larry David and Omar Little. I, I got to be flawless here now because you got Tony Soprano. So, <laughs> Well, the, the other part of Omar's story was that he was, he was uh, a guy who killed drug dealers, you know, a gangbanger who killed drug dealers, and he was gay. And he was like, gay. Like- yeah. That's a whole other level to that because I mean he could just been like you know just regular old gangbanger guy just killing drug dealers and it's like oh he's the antihero and it's but it's then it's like he's also gay on top of that which in an era in an era where it wasn't as popular on TV to be like that like it is not like today that wouldn't even be that big of a deal that would be an afterthought Mm -hmm. on the wire during that time that was a big deal so great Mm -hmm. point absolutely um the okay so my my next two picks I think are these are pretty easy um. You've made it more difficult. I thought you were going to skip Omar, and I was going to be like, "I'm going to run away with this. I'm going to, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the Deion Sanders dance to the end zone, winning, <laughs> winning this week." Um, but I'm going to pick Al Swearingen from okay. Deadwood. Um, that show. I mean, we've talked about Deadwood before. Um, how great of a show that is, and there's so many great characters on that. But man. Friggin' Ian McShane just friggin' rolled over everybody with how great he was as Al Swearingen. And like that, that to me, that's that's a character that just stands out. Like the second he shows up on that show, you're just like, oh shit, here we go. Um, so yeah, Al Swearingen and Tyrion Lannister. Peter Dinklage is incredible. Like he's like a soulless just evil dude, but yet you still root for him. <laughs> You're still like, oh, Tyrion's a good guy. No, he's stabbing everybody in the back still, but like he's, he's, he's trying to redeem himself. So yeah, but Peter <laughs> Dinklage just friggin' rules. So yeah, Tyrion mm-hmm. Lannister. All right. I got two here. I'm The first one is Ari Gold from, from Entourage. Great pick. He, I got, he was the, the funniest fucking agent, the most hot headed agent when he would ex, he would explode at people the way he treated. Uh, I don't know. I don't have no notes in front of me, but 
Vinny Chase, what, what was, God, his right-hand guy, his best buddy. I forgot the guy's name, man. But he would treat him like shit. I, yeah. I, I forgot his name. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, Ari Gold, fucking comedic gold. Mm. I absolutely loved him, man. So that's one. And I'm going to go to a show that you took, but I got a different character. Which, by the way, I would have taken Tyrion first. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Arya Stark, man. Dude, she, yeah. her transformation on the show from being this little young kind of like victim girl into a complete badass. Mm-hmm. And then the beta one ultimately to do what she did at the end of the series with the night King was one of the coolest TV moments that I've ever watched in my entire life. Such a big badass, but I love her. So I'm going to go Arya Stark and, and Ari gold. And there's the Joe fire trucks going on. At his house. Wouldn't be a podcast <laughs> if we didn't have your fire trucks. Go by exactly, man. I had, to, I had to call in the help here because this is, this is really close. Um, we say that every week, and then it never uh, is. Listen, it, I can't control my people. Like they just, they just love me so much. I probably, like, I don't, you know, Joe. I don't, I pro- I maybe, don't I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't diss my uh my, my audience. Maybe that that might help me a little bit here. I, I did call. Them, I did say they were shit last week. Yeah, so. yeah, you sure did. You sure did. And I'll keep reminding everybody of that every week. Um, okay, so my next two. This is really hard. I, yeah. This is this is incredibly hard. And man, I'm just like going over the the people in my list here and I'm just like, God damn it. Um, Let's see. Nobody wants to make a mistake. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. No, no. I, I, I definitely do not want to be screwing this up. It's also legitimately tough because when you get to this point of a draft, with a category like this, where there's just, there's a lot of good characters still out there. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Ah, uh, you know, what's, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm verifying something right now. Cause I want to make sure I get the character name right and don't get killed. Um, <laughs> hang on here. Maybe that's what I'll do on Twitter. I'll start lying about who you pick. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, I got to go with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character from Veep, Selena Meyer. Selena, she's on my list. Sel- Selena Meyer is just it, her performance on that whole show is just incredible. That's a great pick. I fucking love her. She, yeah, I mean, she friggin' rules. Like, <laughs> she's just so so friggin' great and you're just she's like, a wow. terrible person on that show it's oh awesome. 100 awesome. she plays that that's what makes it great, so great. like yep. just like oh, god damn she's terrible but no yep. she's awesome mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna go with the drama and yeah, like it's my, we, we my really drink. need I, like the I, I like the some, kettle drum like roll. Yeah, I was like gonna just, say I was thinking in my mind I should get like some some kettle drum music or some Jeopardy throwing the background <laughs> a little bit here. This has mm, got to be a close one. It has to be. Yeah, there, there's two I've got in mind, and it's it's killing me. Um. By the way, I have two as well. I don't know if you're gonna take one of them. But if you don't take either of them, I'm going to be left with a really tough decision. Yeah. (sighs) 
See the thing, like, because there the other part of this is that there's name recognition too. Because like sometimes right. people will just be like, "Who the hell's that?" And, like I feel like I've already stepped at that with Sel- picking Selena Meyer, even though like everybody should know that character's name, right? But like it doesn't immediately like grab you and be like, "Oh yeah," right? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the wire, mm-hmm. and we go gonna go with Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell, uh, I- Idris Elba's character. Stringer Bell was the perfect foil in that in the 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 first season of that because it was essentially it came down to him him and omar at odds and stringer was like kind of the sellout guy because he was working with the feds and then he's you know but he's still like a total asshole (laughs) like he's still being a total dick and it's just like yeah yeah uh yeah i got yeah stringer bell okay that that's a very good pick by the way um, I would call that, you know, like when you have like your box office picks, like you're picking name recognition, you want people to go see your shit. And then you have your passion projects or indie projects. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call Stringer Bell. He might not be the most popular name, but it's actually an excellent pick. Mm-hmm. He's a great fucking character. All right. So I got one. Oh, I only got one more left. Damn. Yep. I thought I had two. Yeah. Nope. I'm tough, man. I'm torn because there's two characters that I really, really, really like a lot. I wonder if, if. One of yours is is one of the ones I had on my list. I, I, I had a couple others, but there's I, well, there's one that was distinctly in the running. I'm going to tell you the one I'm not going to take first. Uh, okay. I was I he's on my list, and I strongly considered uh, Kenny Powers. I love Eastbound and Down. I love them. Kenny Powers. <laughs> he was fucking hilarious, and I I'm re- I might regret not taking him because he was the lead too on a on mm-hmm. a really funny show. Yeah. I'm not taking him. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to the Sopranos for this one and, I, and I'm going Christopher Moltisani and I know Polly okay. Walnuts might be the more popular one. Dude, Christopher, Christopher was fucking amazing and mm-hmm. he was low key. So funny to this. I don't know if you remember, do you remember the intervention episode where they tried to get him, uh, Christopher an in inter- intervention and people were talking about, you know, how he negatively, you know, is being, uh, an addict negatively influenced him. To this day, I'm thinking about it right now as I'm talking about it. It was the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life on on that show, man. Great, great character. There's just so many layers to him. I like him a lot. I might regret that, though. I probably should have taken Kenny Powers. So let me uh, let me recap these first and foremost. Actually, one or two. And by the way, if I lose this poll, Joe, I can't blame. What are you going to do to the fans this time, Pat? No, I'm not going to say that this time. <laughs> I will say this though. I got no one to blame. Okay. I, I like to have excuses there. I always got an excuse. There's no excuse because, well, Tony Soprano was number one on my list, obviously, but mm-hmm. oh, two, yeah. three, four, two, three, four, five, and six. So I, I wrote a list out of 10 people and then mm-hmm. with a couple honorable mentions too. And I literally got two, three, four, five, and six on my list. So the only one of my top six that I didn't get was Tony Soprano. So if I lose, this is a hundred percent on me. Um, couple that I didn't take that I really liked a lot was uh, Cersei Lannister from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I had Selena Meyer. And here's another one, too. And she doesn't even have... She's not even on every episode, so I could never pick her, but I, I got to mention her. Susan Green from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Her and Larry <laughs> fighting. And when she would get mad at Larry, that was the best shit. She would call him a four-eyed fuck. The way she would yell it, it was gold, man. I love <laughs> Susie Green. Susie oh, Green, man. Susan Green was awesome. But uh yeah, 
All right, so let me recap. Joe went with Tony Soprano, Al Swearingen, Tyrion Lannister, Selena Mayer, Selena Meyer, and Stringer Bell. I went with Larry David, Omar Little, Ari Gold, Arya Stark, and Christopher Moltisani. I say it every week. I almost don't want to say it, but this needs to be close. This needs to be close, man. I, it's gonna be close. I, I firmly believe it's gonna be close, unless, unless you get Sopranoed, unless unless you get pick. Tony Sopranoed. Like that's people. People look at Tony and say, ah, "I've seen enough." Yeah, you know, right off the bat. It's, it's what happened to me when when we did the best series. Right. And fair is fair because mm-hmm. you're right. When we did the best series, I Sopranoed you. <laughs> and that carries you every now and then there's just a, I killed that round there's a like, clear there's a clear cut like you can't make a mistake you have to take this first overall mm-hmm. taking the sopranos first overall i had to do that you couldn't not take tony soprano right so, like like if i took omar first which you can be very justified in doing so like let's mm-hmm. not mistake it right you can absolutely take omar first and it's justifiable but like if i left you tony soprano <laughs> like for the next pick how hard are you just like, what are you doing? Right. Thank you. But what are you doing? Like right. you're, you're losing your mind. Cause then your I top agree. two picks would be Tony and Larry David. And then I'm done. I'm dead in the water. Right. I agree. 100%. I still might be dead in the water. You got Larry David and Omar. So like, yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, anyway, everyone go vote. Whether you go to app hammer tweets for me or go on Joe's Twitter at Joe Yurden. I'm sure it'll, well, I'll put it up. It'll be up on Friday afternoon. Joe will be retweeting it and, urging you suckers out there to vote for him which I'm wow sure calling people suckers you're, you're, unbelievable you know you know what's cool Man. that that aside you know what i just thought of so we've been doing this well i've had you on the podcast for, for a long time mm-hmm. but since you've been doing regular casual fridays with me every week this is the last episode we're gonna have before we actually have games to discuss you know, you started doing Casual Friday after the Sabre season had ended. So mm-hmm. it's been all Sabres off season, all Bills off season, no NFL football. That comes to an end. So next week on Casual Friday, we'll finally have an opportunity to actually talk about some stuff, like some games to be able to kind of talk about a little bit and, you know, look mm-hmm. forward to the next games. But we'll have some context and some substance to these games going on. So I'm looking forward to that, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, it's going to be nice to be talking some games. And, you know, I get to have fun talking football, too, because, like, I'm not covering football, so I don't have to be, like, kind of professional about shit. Like, no, I can just be a total dickhead fan. 